Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are tuned into episode 167 of Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. It's brought to you by two guys who have never met in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host, John M. Craig. Yeah, and I'm here in Red Bank, New Jersey. And I am I'm getting a text from my daughter right now. Today is Saturday, November, what is it, 30th? The day after, two days after Thanksgiving 2019, a day after Black Friday. And uh, Kylie, my 15-year-old daughter, she, uh, she, she sent me a text a little while ago. Can I have money for pajamas? I'm like, when? <laughs> we are going to Target and getting matching PJs. This is she and three of her friends. It's like, how am I going to get money to you? It's probably Venmo, which drives me nuts. Like, I'll send yeah. her money via Venmo. And because she does an instant transfer into a yeah. bank account because she doesn't have enough funds to, to buy something now, mm-hmm. she has to pay the fee, the percentage fee, whatever. And then when she pays me back, she doesn't pay me back. She 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 charges me the fee for sending her money. Because she transferred me. I'm like, what are you doing? Because that's all it was. I was like, yeah, because you did an instant transfer. Like, she just, oh, my God. Yeah, our kids, I don't think there's any, uh, I don't think there's any uh, that uh, stuff with the Cash App. We're, we're, uh, we're going to endorse the Cash App here. Oh, so, I have yeah. I have the Cash App, too. And I, and I signed the kids up for that. And they, they even gave you $5 the first time you use it. I think I got uh, ten by uh, endorsing uh, by saying uh, I did it with through Joe Rogan or somebody. Right? Oh, really? Like that. It was either Joe Rogan or uh, uh, might have been. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what her name is. The the chick that wrote uh, uh, Two Broke Girls, uh, the showrunner. What's her name? Uh, comedian. Um, anyway, she's she's got a podcast now. Too, oh, what's her name? Uh, Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings. Yeah, is Whitney that the Cummings. One? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, she's got a podcast, and she's also, if you use, I think it's uh, Cash App dot, uh, Cash App slash Whitney or something like that. There's 10 bucks. I don't know. But yeah, they do the welcome same thing. Ba- yeah, welcome back, John. Enter your cash pin. I don't remember what my cash pin is. Uh, it's probably the one you, you always use on everything. Uh, that, yeah, that, I that use pin. multiple. Whatever that is. It's the. Uh, yeah, like I, I figured it. It was the. Yeah, I got it. All right, yeah, so now what it. happens? You're back, I probably yeah. don't have my yeah. I probably don't have my right uh, Capital One Bank. That's my bank. Oh shit! I'm all ready to go. You're ready to go. Did you but get you, the plastic? You, did you what's get the, that? Did, did you get the card? The card sent to you? What's the card? They they actually have an actual plastic card that you can use through the account. Get free cash card. Yeah, what does I that got the mean? cash card. And the, the cash do? card's kind of dope because it's got the tap tap technology on it. None of my other cards have the tap technology where you can just walk up uh, and you, just you tap get, it on the thing. You can get it in black or white. You can get it I, like. Black background, white text, or white. This is exciting. This is a great podcast. Seriously, you you tune in to one six seven. You don't know what these two guys are going to talk about. Boom, we're talking about the Cash App. <laughs> we're endorsing. We're the cash we're app. F- on the forefront of technology, <laughs> technologists. Yes. Um, so why'd you get the card? Why why would you get this card? Like what? Well, the-, uh, I, the reason I got it was uh, I was thinking uh, the uh, it, well actually. I, 
to be honest, I was going to start funneling some money in there as kind of a uh, slush fund savings account um, sort of thing on, on, on uh, money on the side. I was, I was going to start hiding money in there so that uh, nobody in the family knows I've got this. Uh, this uh, yeah, but money. isn't it linked to your, your, your checking account? You can uh, funnel money from your checking account into, into it. You can do direct deposits into it. Uh, mm -hmm. from like if you wanted to uh, allocate say at work you had direct deposit and you wanted to put a, a you know you can sign up for your direct deposit at work and say put a certain percentage into this account but I also want to put uh, every time I get paid I want to put a, you know, a certain dollar amount or, or whatever into that account I could do it that way as well but so, can I just yeah. use the card do I need funds on the card or can I just yeah you gotta use fund it? it yeah so it's yeah so basically they're holding your money they're holding that's your how money. that's how it, it's worthwhile for them yeah, that's how they're using your money. But uh, so it says uh, one dollar off any coffee shop. Well, yeah, you could, that's the other the other uh, thing that's good about it is if you have it funded, there's a whole bunch of fast food places that you can use it on any coffee shop. Uh, uh, a lot of fast food places and things like that. If you go to those places, a lot of restaurants, um, you get a certain percentage off. Um, basically, it's your your if you're going into a place, it's the 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 tip amount is the way I look at it uh, would be would be discounted so yeah it's i mean it's it's got its pluses and and also uh the cash app uh as long as we're just going to keep uh, talking about every uh feature and benefit about it you can also buy uh bitcoin i through, see that i see through that. there if you were interested in that i don't know shit about bitcoin um so i haven't bought any bitcoin or, or any of those uh, I, I think we're too late for that yeah, the funny money stuff, I'm not sure how that works. The the non-money, funny money, Bitcoin thing, I'm 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 not conversant in. I'm I'm, I'm stupid about that. I'm I, and I'm just going to continue did, that. Did did you get the did you get the uh, black card or the white card? I got the black card and I uh, I there's a um, you can um, kind of custom design it. I put my name on it in my own handwriting and I um um just oh, for the fun tap of tap to uh, custom design. Look yes. at that. I was looking at their little symbols and stuff on there. I chose an anchor. I put an anchor on there. Uh, so yeah, mine, mine, I, I, I don't like this. I can't sign with my finger. Yeah, I, I don't I'll remember how do I signed later. it. But it, but it worked. It, it, I I've can do got it with it. my Apple Pencil, though. I've got it, and I've used it. So, I mean, it works fine. And the kids have the, the, the thing now, too. I don't know how often they use theirs. They, they do like to um, be, like, like you said, they're... they're, they're they can find their way to anywhere and text you and say, uh, you know, I need money. Give it to me now. Yeah, but, but and, they, and it's not like the old days where you used to be able to say, well, you know, when you get home, let's talk about it. But they won't charge. They won't charge you a percentage to get your money right now. N not, not, no, not that I'm, no, I don't think so. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know why I would make it easier for me to send money to my daughter on demand. Well, she may not want to use it because she may want to get Venmoed or something. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, but she's too young. Why would she? She's too young to be set in her ways about a piece, you, know, you know. She's like, what, she's what? the, she may be, that's, I don't know if that's true or not. Because I hear, like the other day, I was at, oh God, got this guy. All right. I'm at the Y and uh, there's this old dude. Um, he's like, okay, he's like, uh, this is probably, I'm guessing about 75 years old. Mm -hmm. And he's got his, uh, he does have a smartphone, but he's got it propped up on his locker. Like, uh, up, uh, I don't even know how he, how he, like on the lock, he had the door open and he had this phone up sitting like on the lock of the locker, kind of standing up and leaning into the corner of this thing so that it wouldn't fall off magically i don't know but he was and he was listening yeah. to the andrew sisters 
he no. was listening to uh, early 60s rock and roll. He, okay. he had it on some, and it was some like XM type channel on his phone, which it was kind of confusing me too. It wasn't, it wasn't Spotify or, but it, and it was playing a bunch of, of uh, 50s and 60s music. And he was really, he, the other thing that he was into while he was, he was sitting there uh, pretty much naked on, on a, one of these little footstool things. He had a towel laid out in front of him. And um, it was, it was disgusting because this guy was, um, he was trimming his toenails. And uh, at first I was going to be really disgusted because I thought he was dropping the, 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 the toenail clippings were flying onto the floor, but they were actually, uh, th that's what the towel was about. But he, so he had the towel out there and um, the clippings were landing there, which was, it was still gross, but not maybe as gross, uh, you, know, you know, but I was still, I, I was going to get away from the guy. And uh, so I, I wandered off somewhere else. And when I came back, he managed to to step it up to the point where I actually said something. He he took it a level above trimming your toenails. I think that trimming your toenails is is disgusting. No, it, I don't think it's something you should do in public. No, I there could have been a naked woman standing there or sitting there trimming her toenails, and I probably still would have. It, it kind of makes me gag a little bit. Uh, there's something about uh, just the toenails flying. I I don't want to see it. Um, so anyway, he he took it up a step though. He, when I come around the corner, he's got out this thing, and it looks like I swear to God, it looks like a fucking cheese grater thing. Oh, he's doing the oh, is he doing the bottom like the skin on his feet? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I it's know. going. <laughs> it's making that noise, yeah, and there's like yeah. shit flying off there. And um, not the place I, for it. Yes, no. I said out loud. The guy was sitting there, and I said, "You win." And he looked at me kind of funny, like, "What? What?" You know? And I was like, "You win." And he goes, "Oh." Oh, and he kind of laughed, and I was like, because he knew that I was I was disgusted. He could tell by the look on my face. Um, and I was like, seriously, and uh, he said, "Yeah, my wife doesn't want me doing this at, at, at home." <laughs> my wife doesn't want me. really. That's she doesn't great. want me doing this at home. Yeah, what makes you think complete strangers want to see this shit? <laughs> I'll just <laughs> yes, yeah. So he's got this big fucking cheese grater thing out, <laughs> and I'm like, God damn dude it's like it was weird week though at the, at the y I, that was my that was the the second uh well i don't know if it's strange is the word for it but uh um the the second incident at the y last week that was uh that was uh something i could have lived without i guess put it that way is the best way to put it so i'm i'm um I'm in the uh, the sauna. I went down there primarily because I wanted to sit in the sauna. I'm in the sauna, and while I'm in the sauna, um, there's a guy that is in there, and uh, I, you know, you, some people are real chatty, and some you just kind of ignore. This guy, not so much that I was uh, ignoring him a lot, but I could tell he wasn't a talkative type. I wasn't going to be in there talking. And there was a couple other people in there besides he and I, but um, he, I glanced over a couple times, and he reminded me of a smaller-ish version although not and he wasn't a small dude he was probably he looked like tyson fury the boxer if you know who that is um he uh he just had kind of a, a badass look about him and he was he had these uh i don't know if they were underwear or if they were just uh, uh some sort of under like under workout type uh, tight thing that he had on the, but they were reebok and so when you see Reebok, at least me, I think the only people any these days that are wearing anything Reebok, they, they've got some sort of leaning probably a little bit towards MMA because of that sponsorship. Otherwise, it seems like Reebok for the most part's fucking disappeared. And the only people that have it on have something to do with the MMA or got some kind of MMA gear on or some shit like that. So he's got these orange Reebok um, 
uh, underwear tight things on and uh, he's, he's in there and uh, so um, I'd gotten in there before he was in there. Um, I leave and I go out to to my where my locker is and um, a couple rows over apparently from where he had had his locker. So at this YMCA, they can't have they can't put cameras in the dressing rooms for obvious, obvious reasons. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, you know, there's signs all over that say you know lock your locker and lock you know you know put you know make sure your shit's under lock and key. Well, apparently this guy had not locked up his locker. And so when he comes out of his lock, he comes out of the 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 uh, the, the sauna thing, uh, and uh, he comes out and comes around the corner. And apparently, he caught this guy um, rifling through his shit. And so he says something to the guy. I could hear loud voices over there, you know, uh, and they were they were arguing about it, and. Um, I'd happen to be kind of walking over. There's a water fountain that's within eye, eyesight of where these guys are at. And I'd walked over. I was pretty much dressed. And I, I'd walked over to the water fountain, was going to get a drink. And uh, these guys are, are standing over there. And he's, he's you know, telling the guy, you know, give me my fucking wallet or something along those lines. And they were, they were yelling. And this other dude is smaller quite a bit well not quite a bit he's he's a couple inches smaller than him he's skinnier though. And he's, he's this dude with dreadlocks. And he's square-shouldered. But he's like, you know, he's like, you know, fuck you, you know, the, you know, get, get out of my face, that kind of thing. And, um, the dude with the, with the orange and I, as they're arguing, I, I notice his ears are a little bit collar cauliflowered. He's got that wrestler ear thing going a little bit. Yep. I'm thinking, Oh fuck. And he says to the guy, just give it back. And we'll, he goes and no harm, no foul or something along those lines. And, was trying to get the guy to give it back and the guy wasn't going to do it he's like get out of my face kind of sh shoves at him a little bit like he's trying to get around him dude in the orange says last chance and when he says last chance he waits like a half a second and i thought he was going to hit him but he fucking lets loose with this kick comes up kicks the guy like a roundhouse kick head kick the guy hits him in the side of the like side of the jaw with this head kick. Guy's head goes bouncing. His uh, other side of his head bounces against the locker, and he goes down like a fucking sack of potatoes. And, that was a dreadlock dude. Dead dreadlock dude is fucking boom. He hits the ground just like that. And Tyson Fury is standing there like, I fucking warned you. And he leans down and grabs his wallet out of the guy's. I guess it was his wallet out of the guy's pocket. Anyway, so I'm standing there like what you know like dumbfounded and uh i'm just like all right get the fuck out of here i'm i i, I don't want to be any are these young dudes like 20 somethings 30 somethings 20 somethings yeah okay yeah for the most part um some i think the shit right there what's that is that some gangster shit right there? yeah i'm thinking tyson fury is a little bit older than him maybe now that i think about it but um yeah is yeah and i'm like get the fuck out of there so um I just leave. I, I, I'm like, okay, this is a good time to leave. And so um, the next day, I'm uh, just doing my shit. I'm at work, and uh, my cell phone rings. And uh, it's this guy I know. This uh, His name's Ray, and he, he works at the Y. And so he had my number from some stuff. He had been, he'd done some, uh, uh, like some volunteer stuff on a race thing that I was involved with. And he, we, we, uh, I've got his number, he's got mine, I've got his email address, whatever. But he, he uh, called me 
And he said, hey, he goes, it's Ray. He goes, uh, were you at the Y yesterday? And I said, yeah. And he goes, there was a fight in the in the locker room. I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. And I was trying not to let on too much information. I wasn't sure where he's going from. He said, well, he said the, the police were here. They're, they're trying to figure out what went on. And he said, the guy that, uh, that got beat up uh, is going to press charges. And uh, they're kind of looking for witnesses. Did you Did you see anything? And, yeah, uh, and, and and he said no. I did. I said. I said. Well, I said no. I said no. I didn't. I I, I didn't didn't see what happened. Um, yeah. yeah, I fucking lied. I I just I just wanted to stay out of it. I was like, and I figured the dude that got kicked, that was stealing shit, that got laid out. Now he's going to press charges. Fuck him. I was. <laughs> That's well, like, I mean, I, I listen. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. I'm just this guy that lives really far away. I've never even uh, met Colin Flynn in real life. But do you think they can use this audio? Uh, for uh, <laughs> no, I mean, serious now. I mean, is it now? possible? What? Well, well, yeah, that's possible. I guess. I yeah. guess. I mean, sure. I mean, what are the chances? You know, I don't know that the guy's attorney listens to the show. Um, no, so that that sounds like a fun fun time. Maybe maybe it's time to find another gym. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, I, I know that, uh, yeah. I mean, this place, I mean, it's, it's a decent place to go. And uh, I, 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 I have heard from other people. There's a, uh, I don't know if I've talked about Tony. There's a, there's a guy, this uh, Vietnamese guy that's, uh, he's in the, uh, he's, he's a guy that kind of, he's in the sauna all the time. This guy, he's got arthritis and he, he's older uh Vietnamese dude came over here after just right after in the 70s when they f- were first bringing uh, Vietnamese people over as the United States pulled out, out of Vietnam he and uh, his family uh, immigrated over here and uh, he's was telling me you know make sure you always you know he's like make sure you always lock your shit up because people do steal stuff out of lockers here because there's no cameras and you know it's a great opportunity for somebody to just go down and and rifle th- through shit, and he'd he'd gotten some stuff stolen, and he said, "I know who did it," and he's like trying to you know drag, not drag me into that, but he was trying to you know kind of yeah, uh, I don't know, but uh, I would it would it I I have a feeling, don't you think people try to steal stuff in lockers everywhere if you don't. I mean, I, I always lock my stuff. I do. So I, I, I when I was going to a gym, yes, I locked my stuff up. Uh, I'd see that some people would leave, you know, put stuff in a locker without a lock. And uh, if I opened that up, I would just get annoyed that they yeah I know. lock because I'd be like, that's not available and it's busy right now. Right. And so, but I never stolen. I was never compelled to steal anything. No, I mean, well, I mean, come on. Yeah, it looks like no way. But uh, yeah. Um. So, now you got me freaked out. Should I publish this? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to do? I mean, you can just drop it out. Just drop it out and cut it right out. I could cut it or I could leave it. I don't know. We'll see. I, doesn't, I mean, I don't know. What do you I'll mean freaked out? About? What do you, eh, there's plenty of things I've said on here that should not be out there. I mean, <laughs> like, there's the so world. many things that I have said and shared on here for so many reasons, you know, uh, that I shouldn't have put out in the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah but I, I, I mean, it's... It hasn't completely bit me in the ass, I don't think. I, so, yeah, because we're like 20 minutes into this right now. And so if you were to tell some sort of a uh, goofy story about somebody at a class reunion, um, they probably wouldn't hear about? it. They, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't go to a class reunion. <laughs> didn't you didn't go to your class no, reunion? No, I didn't go. I went. Yeah, I went. Okay. And was there... Uh, it was uneventful. 
uneventful the whole thing for the really? most part yeah, yeah you know i was a little disappointed i didn't see some people that i'd hoped to see but uh it just so there was oh i hear there's a little party going on there's, over there there's kids you know, here you got a, you got some teenagers they're teenagers um, yeah yeah, yeah um i so the third my 30 year high school reunion the uh, New Dorp High School class of 1989. Uh, that happened a week ago today, Saturday, uh, November 23rd. And I'd say there were about 100 and something people there. We had, a, I believe, our graduating class was 453. Mm-hmm. And uh, I convinced my friend Evan to go. Evan and I went to high school together. Um, and we have stayed friends. The other friend that we've I've stayed friends with, Vinny, uh, he was out of town, I think, with his kids or something. So, so just Evan and I, and um, ran into a bunch of people I knew. Uh, chatted with some, like uh, like Evan's high school girlfriend Yvette was there, and I was pretty good friends with her. And uh, she uh, she asked how I was doing and where I was living. I said in Red Bank, New Jersey, my ex wife's pool house, and she just said. Oh, yeah, no, I know that. I was like, how do you know that? She's like, from Facebook. Now, I don't remember posting this on Facebook, but I think when I did my Facebook Live, now, I'm, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I deleted my profile completely. Um, but I think when I did my Facebook Live talking about my stroke, um, I referenced living in my ex-wife's pool house. Now, she said, you're an oversharer. Now, I don't know if she meant on Facebook um, in that moment when I was talking to her or high school, or just throughout space and time, she sees me an over, as an overshare, you know. So, so, so then there, here I am talking to her, and then I turned over and I, st- I turned to my right and I started talking to this guy Chris, and uh, Chris was also, you know, he, I believe he and I were in classes together, and I remember him. I remember being friendly with him, but I didn't know him really well. And he went to college for one year, and then he, I believe, enlisted in the army during the first Gulf War. And then after that, he moved to Colorado and lived there for quite some time until 2007 when he came back to um, to move and he moved to New Jersey to be close to his mother and father. His father had had some sort of aneurysm when we were in high school and had a stroke. I was unaware of this. So I'm, I'm guessing that he was probably in his 40s as well. Like uh, early forties, and mm-hmm. he 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 recently has had a series of strokes. So that was so I was talking to him, and then we were talking about other things. And at one point, I may have been really animated and talking with my hands, and I was just this, and and this this woman Yvette, who looks exactly the same, standing right next to me, mm-hmm. she was tall. I saw out of the like my, my peripherals, she's talking to this other person, and they were, t- and then she turned to me and sort of not rudely interrupted, but interrupted, and she's like, "You're so, you're so." You're so much the same. And now I'm like way in my head, like, what do you what do you mean? Like I haven't seen this person in forever. Like, what do you mean I'm the same? And I, I think she was talking about I, I don't necessarily think it was a, a negative commentary, but it was one of those things where it throws me because I I remember high school, but I don't necessarily remember who I am like who I was back then and how I navigated through, you know, relationships, friendships, and social situations. You know, and right. and so it kind of, and then even even later on, she and another guy were were talking while I was talking, and I could see it again. They were talking, about, and I was like, "What was that? What were you saying? Like, <laughs> was that a, was that a positive thing? Was that a negative thing? <laughs> Do you care to share with the class? You know, it was just so, so that was a little bit surreal. And then there was this moment where 
I'm I'm still standing next to this woman Yvette and and I see this woman Sukanya Sukanya Krishnan Sukanya is um, she was the class I think she was the class president our senior year um, and she was on the volleyball team and uh, we were in a lot of classes together uh, she lives like she lived like four blocks away from me and so I remember taking the bus uh, home and we would walk up the hill together mm-hmm. and and I remember like. And so her family still lives there. She's married now, lives in Westchester. They have two kids. Husband's a cop. But she is. She was on morning television here in the New York market. She was on WPIX, which is like that was the WB, but the local station here, uh, morning show for a long time. Then she moved over to like you know Good Day New York on Fox, and now I think she's with CBS National. So to a certain degree, I, I noticed other people interacting with her that barely knew her, but were like excited to introduce her to their wife, or you know, in, in sort of they may not have known her well. And right. when she walked up to me, she. She looked at me. She looked over at this woman, Yvette, the one that was all judgy and up in my grill and shit. No, (laughs) she looks over to her and looks back over to me, and she looks to her and says, is that your husband? And I looked at her, and I'm like, Sukanya. It's John Craig. I live, we did, and then she just like, she was like, she just started laughing. She, holy shit. Now, because we knew each other fairly well, you know, like well enough that we, we talked. And she's got a foul mouth, which is, I think is great that she's on air talent for like morning television. And she's like, she just curses up a storm. And then she even, at one point, so she, she was um, in the yearbook, she and her friend Patricia, where they were on the volleyball team together, they were like best friends. I don't know if you know the yearbook. It's like most popular, most likely to succeed. Mm-hmm. And then they usually have a group. It's like those two inseparable people, like male and female groups. And like the, they were best friends. And apparently they're still best friends. Both of their husbands are tall, white, b- tall, white, bald guys. So I'm talking to Sukanya and we're just chatting and, and, and she said, did you meet my husband or whatever? And then she's like, and I had already talked to Patricia Kelly and I realized that she lives in my town. She lives like less than two miles away from me and she's lived here for a while, but I've never run into her. There are a couple of other people that live in my town, run into her. So talking to Patricia, totally nice. She remembers working. My, my sister was an intern at a, at a job that uh, Patricia had because they're both uh, social workers. And uh, anyway, so I, I now I'm talking to Sukanya, and Sukanya is telling me she's like, "Oh yeah, Patricia and I we we married brothers," and I was like, and my head exploded. I like, what? That's crazy. How does that even happen? Too, you know. And she and and then she just walked away. Later on, I'm saying goodbye to Patricia, and I said, "I can't believe that you and Sukanya married brothers." She's like, "That's not true. She just made." <laughs> I mean, at one point, Sukanya and I were talking about this guy, um, Robert. And Robert and I were pretty good friends in high school. And he he works he works in news, right? And he he um in newspapers. He's been an editor. He was an editor at the Daily News for years, and then uh, I forget it was like like AM New York, which was like I think it was a Daily News offshoot that they printed for free and gave out in the subway. 
Um, and and now he works for like New York News Day or something. And I was really looking forward to seeing him. Seeing him. He and I went to Syracuse University together. We weren't as good friends at Syracuse, but we would run into one another every now and again. And so I was talking to Sukanya about it. I said, I, well, yeah, I really hope to have seen Robert Shields. And I guess they stay in touch a little bit, maybe through Facebook. I don't really know. But uh, And she was all pissed off, too. And she wanted to meet because uh, Robert is, uh, he lost a lot of weight. He's in good shape. He's married to a younger guy. It's like, be great to see Robert. You know, I'm from Staten Island. That doesn't happen much. You know, it's like against the law to do that on Staten Island. He had to move off the island. To be a married gay man. That's not true. I made that up. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I swear it's not true. I don't know. Um, so anyway, so so uh, next thing you know, she has her, her phone out and she's shooting video and she's like, come on, let's just say fuck you to Robert. <laughs> she's like, fuck. I'm like, why am I? I'm just like, we're grown ass men and women. Fuck you, Robert Shields. Why the fuck aren't here? We wanted to meet your husband. All right, hope you're enjoying that martini, you fuck. You know, and then <laughs> then I run into this guy, John Noto. John Noto is another guy that I was pretty good friends with. Um, he he moved, his, his mother and father are like off the boat Italian. Like I remember his father used to make olive oil in, the, in their basement. And they had moved from like Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. And he had like a, Brooklyn accent like he was one of those guys that looked like an older Italian guy even though he was 14 and uh and he used to come over to my house and we were pretty and I don't think he had that many friends we must have met in a class and we just hit it off and I see him and he looks he looks pretty good he's real slim I was like what are you on the Atkins diet you know because he must have lost the weight a long time ago because I remember at the 20-year reunion he was pretty thin too but he was like kind of heavier in high school than he is now you know what I mean like his body type and whatever and you know, gray beard, gray hair, kind of spiky, nice suit, and we're chatting. And and he he um, I was like, yeah, you 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 and you you were like one of my first friends, you know. And then all of a sudden, you had a lot of friends, and you became really popular. He's yeah, I was popular. I still am popular. I was like, hey, you look really good. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> I was just like, I don't think he was drunk. I don't think he was even joking, though. You know what I mean? It was just like one of the things I was like, I'm I wasn't put off popular. by it. I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah, you're a confident motherfucker. You know? Still popular. <laughs> That's and, so and, strange, that is. And, and then there was another guy, Paul Cohen, and who who Paul and, and, and John became pretty good friends, and they both live in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And mm. Paul is an attorney, very left-wing liberal, uh, very anti-Trump. Um, and he and John are, are, were pretty good friends, but he was pissed off that Paul didn't come. And there's, there's a possibility that the guy didn't come because of, uh, who most of the people at, at the reunion, uh, who knows why, you know what I mean? I don't fucking know. I don't know Paul today, but, um, but John was doing the same thing. He, he, he actually got like, he, I saw his text exchange with Paul. He said, Hey, I need John. I need you. Come on. Let's give uh, Paul the middle finger. So I did. And it was like, there were about seven pictures of different groups of people giving Paul the fucking finger. <laughs> like That's nice. Staten Island for you. So yeah, I saw a couple of other people, um, talked to a couple of people I didn't know very well. Uh, the moment that kind of hit me the most was there's this woman, Maureen and Maureen, I do remember her in high school, but vaguely, um, it wasn't until uh, Facebook and my 20 year high school reunion that I actually talked to her and sort of connected with her a little bit. And so she came up to me, she was a little bit drunk, but she came up to me, um, kind of toward the end of the night and she 
talk to me about the Facebook video that I posted back in May of, of this year, the three-year anniversary of my stroke. And what I had done is I had just gone on there and I kind of was like meandering, like trying to, the main reason I did it was to kind of share my story as a cautionary tale, as one of like, here are the signs of a stroke. Mm -hmm. Like just really be careful about, you know, your weight, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, you know, regardless of how, you know, healthy you think you are, how young you are, whatever, just, and and it'll, it'll come up. They call it the silent killer for a reason, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't really happy with it. I don't remember. I may have even deleted it at a point because it was just like I didn't feel like I I got the story right. You know, I was the same version of myself that I always am, sort of, you know, a lot of non sequitur, meandering, you know, non-storytelling, storytelling, and just, just like you have to have a lot of patience for it. You know, like that woman event that was like, you know, talking about how I'm an oversharer. There's a good possibility she did watch that and then she didn't know where I was going with it and just turned it off, you know? Right, sure. I mean, you know, because it's not that I didn't want to share it was like, or that I'm so vulnerable. It's just, I don't ever feel like I got the story right, you know? And Mm -hmm. I don't know. And so, so here I am talking to Maureen who has struggled with her weight since, I would imagine, since her first child, you know? And she... I, and I don't remember her. I don't remember paying attention to the video comments or anything like that. And she was real emotional and she thanked me for posting that video and how that was a wake up call for her. And she showed it to her husband. And wow. It was like, it was just, it was kind of surreal, right? That it was like, oh, okay, well, that's the reason I did it. I never expected that someone would be, I mean, okay, she's drinking too. So maybe there's that level of the, you know, it's hard to gauge someone's she's uh, drinking and doing ecstasy but. <laughs> it's hard she's <laughs> hugging me she's rubbing See? up against my leg so she it's hard to gauge someone's sincerity when you don't know them very well they're right, drinking yeah. you know what i mean and they're emotional about a subject because sure, of yeah. whatever reason you know so so you know so it, it was very tough the music was very loud very challenging to make connections with people that's always, yeah, you know, a re- reunion type event when they have the music's too loud. It's like, ah, you know, then yeah, everybody's there primarily. To, they're not there to dance. They're there to talk. But Well, well, that's what you one would think, but the music was loud and, and, and constant. You know, there was no break from it. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just the guy, the guy that um, owned the place, he, he, um, he hosted it. At, at, he owned the bar. You know oh, okay. the venue. That's what I'm saying. He owned the gotcha, place. He gotcha. owned the high school. No, he he um yeah. he owned the venue. I owned the I school. Saying. I'm I'm Am- still popular. <laughs> yeah. Um Amendment eighteen is the name of the bar. Okay. And that's in Staten Island? In Sta- on Staten Island, Staten yep, Island? on Bay Street. Um I think it was called the it used to be the waterfront up front, and I guess he must have leased or bought the space downstairs and it's kind of like a club it's it's a cute little bar it, it doesn't have a lot of flow to it in terms of for this kind of uh gathering it was it was hard to really be social with everyone mm-hmm. just because it was just sort of pockets of like dark and you know the bar and the bar was tight and right right it, it was it was fine but it, it, that guy was a trip he was at one point i think he grabbed the microphone and he said you know i just want to let all the ladies know i talked to my wife and i get a pass tonight so if you want to meet me behind the dumpster whatever it was some something to that effect you know 
Um, but There's a little bit of truth in every joke. Well, I was going to say, uh, listen, I, I don't think he put that out. Like, I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't know the guy or his wife. Uh, I was Facebook friends with him for half a second, and I saw that he had two kids. And yeah. this was one of these guys that was like, I remember him being relatively thin, and he appeared to be no more than five nine, but he had. A, um, a a mullet where it was like a full on mullet where it was kind of like short on the sides and the top with a middle part and then just long straight hair in the back that just fell on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Remember he was on the football team and he actually had his like football jersey and his football jacket did not fit right now and I remember he used to wear these like pony wrestling boots and Zubaz pants. I don't know if you remember Zubaz. They were pretty popular like at warm ups for football teams like they or would have like, chefs. <laughs> and chefs, that's right, right. Yeah. So anyway, so this guy and someone that came to the um, to the reunion, uh, they they scanned pictures uh, from the yearbook, and they printed out eight by tens of most of the people at RSVP'd yes. For whatever reason, even though I RSVP'd yes, I did it. I just paid the guy directly through Venmo and then got off of Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad my picture wasn't printed because I hate that picture. I look like a serial killer. Um, I'll scan it and I'll, and I'll post it on the Instagram. Um, and then, so at the end of the night, I didn't want to take pictures. At my 20th high school reunion, I took a lot of photographs. I brought my Canon DSLR. I brought a flash and I was like paparazzi taking pictures of everyone. And so this time around, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to feel like I was like doing a job. Yeah. And at the end of the night, I see this guy, uh, Nick Vitagliano, the guy who owns Amendment 18 and is hosting it, right? He's a heavy set bald guy now, right? So he's, I mean, real big, you know? He looks like a big, jovial, happy guy, but at the same time, he's that kind of heavy set white Italian New Yorker that you, that I wouldn't fuck with. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm afraid he might turn on a dime. You know, and then there was this other dude, Manesh Patel. Manesh Patel, tall, thin, good-looking Indian guy, short hair, totally normal. But in high school, he and Nick had a very similar look. They both had the bad teenage mustache. Although the Indian guy, Manesh, his is pretty good. Uh, I assume he's Indian. I don't think he's Pakistani. But what's his um, name? Patel. 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 He would be. That's Indian. usually Indian. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so 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 this guy, Manesh, again, similar hair. You know, like a middle part. You know, and and su- sh- short on the on the sides and the top, and then he's got the long hair that just kind of like you see it on each side, right? Just like just past the shoulders. So I had these two guys take their their um their printed out high school yearbook pictures. They were a little drunk, so they weren't following me. I'm like, put it in front of your face, and they're holding it up to the side, right? They're like, nah, I look good. I won't see. No, I was like, put it up in front of your face. So it's the two of them standing next to one another with the photo in front of their face, the black and white eight by ten, and then I had yeah. them pull it aside. I wish I had come up with this idea sooner because everyone that had a picture, I just thought it would have been a really good thing. You know, it's like, fuck, I fucked it up. I missed it. I dropped the ball. I'm going to have to wait until the uh, 35th or 40th or the 50th. So, right. Yeah. I just, it was one of those like random things. So I can post those two as well. The side have by you, side. Have you seen any of those pictures that uh, Jeff Bridges does? Um, he's got a, movies. No, he does. Jeff Jeff Bridges uh, has this uh, camera that I I believe is. Oh yeah, I know the camera. It's, it's some kind of. Is it an antique type camera? Yeah, um, I I don't know. I've looked at his book. I, a friend of mine had it, had his book. Yeah, uh, he, it's a wide. It's it's a very wide. Um, 
I forgot what panoramic yeah. kind of style camera. Yeah, so it, but the way he uses it, he has somebody, uh, it, it basically, it, it does like a, he does like, and I don't know how the picture is, you know, I don't know enough about photography to even, if I can even explain yeah. it, but basically he ends up with two images. So you end up with the image that is taken on the snap and then like a couple seconds later there's this other image that is beside it so he has somebody make one face and then like another face mm -hmm. and there's like this blur thing in between that goes between the two sort of that's a bad way of maybe explaining it but um yeah i'm not sure so i'm looking now so uh he's he's usually using his wide lux f8 panoramic film camera yeah there's 35 millimeter version with a 28 millimeter lens uh, that pans nearly 180 degrees. Instead of a traditional shutter, the camera uses a, uh, a slit that exposes the film as the lens pans. Yeah, so yeah, his photos, He's got. there's a book that he's published. Yes. But I yeah. don't know if I know what the, the photos you're talking about. Well, that's the ones. He, I saw him taking pictures of, on some, some show, he had somebody that he actually did it uh, on the show, and he said, uh, make this face. I want you to, you know, I want you to... And then say, what does he have, that move over to the second half of it? Um, no, they don't even have to move. He just has them change their expression. The oh, yeah, I see it. I see. Yeah, I, see, yeah, I mean... He's he's moving the camera actually. Is what I don't he's think doing. He's moving the camera. I think he's moving the camera. I'm looking at one Could where be. it's George Clooney with a mustache from one of the movies they did together. Yeah. George Clooney with a pla with with a plaster on his nose. Jeff Bridges' best photograph. Yeah. So yeah, he gets two expressions. It's it's it's. I don't know. It's fun to. It would it would have been fun at a, at an event like that to have something like that. Uh, it was kind of cool. So you were talking about all these uh, all these uh, Italian guys that you might be a little afraid of uh, if you didn't know better, or uh, maybe you know enough. No, uh, I do know better, and I'm do, afraid do, of them. Yes. No, no, my gut is right here. Have you seen? Have you watched on Netflix? Have you watched The Irishman yet? Have you seen this? So I tried to watch it on Friday night, and I fell asleep. It's so long. It is. It's three and a half hours. I fell asleep. I was pretty yeah. tired. I don't know. I think I got to the point where the De Niro character and the uh, Pesci camera, uh, character um, become friends back in the day. Right, yeah. like a little where it's starting to develop, and there's the introduction to Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, but I was kind of in and out of sleep at that point, so I, I don't know. I didn't get that's, that. You're exactly. That's my experience. Exactly. I, I started watching it. I got like I, I think I got an hour and a half ish into it, and um, it was it's it's very well done. It's a great you know great story. A lot of history in there. Whether you know, I'm sure that uh, that Scorsese. Uh, takes uh you know um I, I i what i'm saying is i don't think it's probably historically accurate in a lot of you know he, he lets the story uh some of the real real events uh wrap around things that he makes up in, in the storyline but um it's it's very well done but uh jesus god I, I was the same thing i was like after an hour and a half i was like oh my god i gotta this definitely gonna have to it's it's like you're watching the you know really the godfather one and godfather two in one yeah second. i wasn't you know i i just i don't know i was not i was not up uh i was literally not up up for it i fell asleep quickly you got to be relatively quickly yeah you got to be in the mood for a mobster movie and there's a lot of yeah. uh i think at least for me i'm 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 gonna be i, I want to watch it all at once and i think i'm gonna probably i'm gonna do it when i'm home alone and i'm gonna turn the volume way the hell up 
because there's a lot yeah, of like there's yeah. a lot of mumbling and kind of whispering and yeah and i may put on the uh subtitles i don't know yeah <laughs> even but, though it's in english yeah i was curious so did anybody at the class reunion um assume that you and evan were were a couple did, did anybody no 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 we we were we were sitting <laughs> there were people that didn't recognize him okay. uh he was pretty quiet Right. Uh, he's always had a bit of a poker face. He was on the basketball team and the baseball team. Okay. Uh, and he was in honors and did really well, you know, get really good grades. And, so he and was everything. the popular guy, yeah. He wasn't popular, no. I mean, he I mean, he wasn't unpopular. He was kind of low-key, pretty quiet. Like, you, to this day, a lot of people have no idea what Evan's thinking. Okay. I mean, I'm his, friends for, I'm his friend for, you know, 33 years, and I don't know what he's thinking most of the time. But, um, yeah, he uh, he didn't stay that long. He had a few beers, and then he he got out of there around 10. I probably left around 12, 31 o'clock. Okay. And, uh, and I just took an Uber home, and it was pouring rain. It took me like an hour to get an Uber, and... Uh, but at no point do I think that anyone thought that Evan and I were a couple, right. you know, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, uh, I did see this woman, Janine, Janine, I think I told this story once Janine and I went to high school together, obviously she was in high school reunion. We went on one date, what very one date and we saw this movie, something wild, uh, you know, the Jonathan Demi film with Melanie Griffith and, uh, Jeff Daniels and Ray Liotta, I think is in it. And, oh. and so we saw that movie. It's probably, I'm probably night, probably 1987, probably mm-hmm. 16 years old. And we went with like a group of friends and we sat down next to one another and all of our friends sat behind us in the row behind us, which is incredibly intimidating. If you ask me, like, I don't really want to, what am I going to do? Put my, I, I didn't even want, I don't even think I put my arm around her, you know? It's weird, weird. But anyway, so she's the one that on Facebook many years ago, she made a comment about something about going to Chuck E. Cheese. And then I ripped on Chuck E. Cheese and said shitty things about Chuck E. Cheese and Chuck E. Cheese the devil. It's like basically she was just like it was a happy place for she and her family and the kids and they liked it. And then I was just a dick, you know, like whatever. It was a different time and, and I didn't feel good about it. But I mean, but I continued to do it, you know, and then I continued to comment on it. And I had thought right the day before the reunion, I was like, I wonder if she's going to be there. And I'm like kind of felt bad like it got to a point where every time she posted something all i wanted to do was talk about chuck e cheese you know like it was like kirk's son's communion i'm like where are you going chuck e cheese yeah i'm like "Uh, that's a that's just kind of a dick i don't feel good about it right like i mean to some degree i still think it's somewhat funny but no it's not really because that's just her thing right like facebook is a stupid place and and yeah i was being stupid and yeah maybe i do hate chuck e cheese or maybe chuck e cheese is ridiculous but not really you You know i don't know what i wanted to be i think i just no, I just, I don't know. So anyway, so, so I saw her there and I just apologized. And she said, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, well, no, it's not. And I, and like, I literally unfriended her on Facebook because I didn't trust myself not to be a dick. <laughs> and, and that was something that like, like even talking about it now, I'm like, I don't feel good about that. Like, I, like, I'm glad I'm off of Facebook. Facebook isn't the reason that I'm a dick, but it doesn't help. It really makes me, it, it, I, it, it compels yeah. me to be more of a dick. Now again, I, can I control myself? It Absolutely. Bring, it doesn't it doesn't bring that out in people? You think? Nah, I don't know. If, you can't I blame it on Chuck E. Cheese, and you can't blame it on you. No, <laughs> I can blame it on me. Facebook. No, no, nobody, nobody made me put those <laughs> dumb fat sausage fingers on a keyboard and write those words. I did that. I made that choice. You did make that choice. Yeah, that's. I the, did, and I'm gonna own that. So you and, you said you felt bad. You felt bad uh, about no, no. I, like it, it's not about Facebook. It's about me. It's about me and and things about unfriending that I, her. All of it. 
all okay. all all of how I it's not uh, it's it's how I treat people navigate through this world and things that I say whether it's on here on social media in real life there are times I'm joking but if someone's not and doesn't know you really well and you're not right next to them and they can't read your facial expression it's like eh, I gotta dial myself back I feel yeah i you know i wonder how uh because i haven't really gone through this um so i know there's a lot of people that are really try to keep track of who's who's following them on on facebook or whatever social media and if they've been somebody's dropped them or that sort of thing and they really get tied up uh, about that kind of stuff i I went through on facebook when i was still uh active i I have deactivated facebook but not yet um gone as far as you with uh, the complete um uh, completely de- uh, what, what do they call it not disabling they call it just as a, they've got a word for it there's two deactivate in- there are two options you can deactivate, deactivate your account or you can permanently delete permanently delete now before you permanently delete. delete you can download all of the information how it's stored is beyond me i don't know if it's zipped up and then you just click on a button you may have to use Pictures, facebook to yeah, unlock yeah. it i don't know yeah. but but when you permanently delete you have to they, it's 30 days before it completely. So for me, it was October 16th. I, I act, I permanently delete. It wasn't until November 16th that it was gone. Okay. So yeah, that's so, where I'm at. Yeah, I've deactivated. I haven't yet deleted. Be, be, before I went into the deactivation mode, at some point, uh, way back when, I thought, I'm just going to uh, basically leave my family on here. And then when I was looking at who else I would uh, would um, dump? Uh, I, as far as friends went, I thought if they know, you know, if they if they go walk in my house, they know where the bathroom is. Um, uh, that's the I'll, I'll leave them on. And so that was the criteria I used. I'd look at them and go, bathroom, no, bathroom, yes, no, no, yes. And that's I was going through the list. So I, I went from like four hundred down to I don't know, well under a hundred at some point, and then. Um, I got so I didn't I didn't look at that so I I have deactivated but I haven't deleted yet I should probably delete I don't know why well the, the part of the reason for me deleting is 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 really just purging these things just this like noise that's like distractions you know it's like, yeah it is I will pick up my phone and I will open up Instagram I will pick up my phone and open up Facebook and I'll sort of do it mindlessly and so I will find myself opening up Instagram scrolling through. Sometimes looking at stories, sometimes not, and I'm like, and then I close it, and mm-hmm. then I open it up again. I'm like, why am I opening it up? I just looked at it. There's nothing to see here. Like, I don't need to get in some sort of rabbit hole here. Like, and it's still owned by Facebook. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I like to take pictures, but the part of me wants to delete my own Instagram account. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing anything with my photographs in terms of making money or, or I'm not pursuing it. Yeah, I see. I don't. So get, it's kind of empty, you know, and yeah. it, and it's you know, like even one person saying you're an overshare again, not knowing what she's talking about. That's it's another reason why you know what social media share for me opening up and sharing on social media is not for everyone. You know, you can't. You'd have to like be very specific about sure, how you yeah. curate groups of people that might be open to tolerating my brand of bullshit. 
Well, you are more apt to, I, I think, you, you know, the stuff that you put up occasionally. Um, the, the, okay, so with Instagram, you know, you've got the story part of it, and then you've got the stuff that's, you know, the, the stuff that you could post that kind of sit there permanently. Right. I've noticed that there are people that on the stuff that they put out there that's um, that they want to curate on the um, on the stuff that's staying out there up there permanently. They they a lot of people really try very hard to make that sure to make sure that 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 stuff has a certain look and feel and they're trying to present to the world an image mm -hmm. that um makes their life look perfect you know the the, the, mm -hmm. the thing that that instagram gets slammed for you know it's like uh right instagram is a liar yeah it's, it's a liar yeah, people like are trying to put this yeah. image out that you know is all you know right. it's all beauty and fun yeah. and games and mm -hmm. you know look look at you know we've got this but my me and my perfect family and my perfect life and my perfect vacations and all those sort of things and then sometimes on stories it's uh there's less formal stuff on there and people are trying to um uh maybe occasionally on stories things come out that are a little more uh for lack of a better word realistic you know <laughs> uh, um not everybody approaches it that way but uh, there, there's it's such a strange it's such a strange thing is it and i i, I realize that um you know we turn you know we turn on our microphones and and uh, I know I share a lot of personal information here and there. I think you overshare. I know I'm an overshare. <laughs> so, um, and and what happens with uh, social media is is that even when you don't share a lot, there you start. I, I've been able to see with some people that I used to work with that I've known at different times in my life, barely know at certain times, is that you can actually see patterns of how people share you can tell when something has changed in someone's life and i'm not talking about someone that posts a picture of their girlfriend every day and then all of a sudden there's no girlfriend <laughs> i'm not even talking about that extreme i'm talking there's like a subtlety to it sometimes where it's like there's a tone a change like so you may not know exactly what's happening but if you go back and you actually look a little deeper you can start to see patterns Right, whether someone's intentionally doing mm -hmm. that or not is beside the point. But you're putting a lot out there for, and I'm not saying that anyone's paying attention to it. Right, I'm saying it's easy to see these things, you know, and you don't have to look hard for them, you know. If if you, but so I'm just kind of done with it, you know. Yeah, I I haven't gotten a, I for me the negative uh, viewpoint that uh, even though I what I just described was kind of a negative place. I don't know. I still like seeing pictures of uh, of you know people's uh, family and stuff like that. And and yeah, for me it's uh, the lesser of two evils. It's like I, I see there's just less uh, less likelihood that there's going to be a string of comments um, about something on Instagram than there would be potentially on Facebook where, where you know, somebody puts something up. Yes. Occasion and yeah. occasionally even on Facebook, you know, somebody throws something up and it's not supposed to lead to a, uh, you know, people hijack. Uh, you, you oh, know, a thread with a, thread. a debate of some sort that yeah. has very little to do with the original post. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. yeah, I see a lot less of that on Instagram. And I also, the other thing I do, I've, I've talked about on Instagram is uh, if somebody is trying to be political or um, I see... Too much the same thing, um, and what I mean about too much the same thing, if somebody's always posting, uh, and I'll use an example, uh, uh, a guy that's got a... Um, a podcast, uh, Jocko Willink, uh, this guy that's got, he's a Navy SEAL guy that has a podcast that, um, I've listened to and it's not really my bag of chips, but, um, 
I kind of like the guy when, when he talks sometimes, uh, hearing him in small bits and pieces, so I thought I would follow him on Instagram. Okay, so every day on Instagram, he posts a picture of his watch at 4 a, 4.30, I guess it is, 4.30 a.m. He wants to let everybody know he's getting up at 4.30, and usually there's some sort of a... Um, indication that he's worked out somehow he's got a puddle of sweat on the floor and he's got some sort of little inspirational thing about his sweat and his getting up at 4 30. i saw that like five times i'm like this is all he's doing fuck this guy i'm I, you right. know i i got rid of it i don't i, I don't I don't give a shit. Um, you got to put up something different. If somebody, all they put up is uh, a picture of their watch after they got done running or something about if it's running, 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 I, sorry, it's too one dimensional. I, I got to, I got to get rid of that. I can't watch. I can't see that. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. if you can't, you know, turn the camera around or take a picture of your kids or, or even, I, I like a lot of pictures you put up on um, just street shit from, from New York that, um, yeah, Maybe. I haven't put those up in a while. I mean, I, th- those are back from. Yeah, I mean, I'll take one here or there uh, with my phone. I'll put them on the story, but I, I barely um, add to the permanent Instagram post. You know, I kind of pull back from it. You know, yeah, I, I have a little bit too, but uh, I, I don't know. You know, it's I I I know that I uh, have a good eye. You know, take good photographs. As a matter of fact, someone I knew, this woman Karen. Um, she she's like oh you're not on Facebook I said like, I didn't think I saw you on there he's like I miss your photos you take really guys nice. you know it's a, like it's like one of those things where it's like I don't care that she didn't comment but that's nice to hear you yeah know? yeah that someone actually appreciates that you know that I can create a make a photograph yeah well I'd rather see some street photographs I think uh, in, well I, I'd like to see a mixture of people that do that kind of stuff with. You know the people that are taking a picture of the other kids or whatever, or or a lot of or selfies or whatever. I, I don't mind taking I don't mind taking portraits of people here and there, but again, I'd rather take a picture of strangers. Like like so, for instance, Cameron had his last. It was the you know he's on the marching band mm-hmm. at his local high school, high school north and high school north, Middletown High School North is playing Middletown High School South, and it's the big Thanksgiving Day uh, game, and they have all the seniors come out and whatever, and and I have my camera in the car, ran back to get it to maybe take a couple of pictures of Cameron, and uh, he go and then after he performs on the field. Before the home, you know, the home marching band performs, he goes to the bleachers. Now they're going to just play, play in the bleachers. Excuse me. And I'm standing up. Um, I'm standing below the bleachers talking to Cameron because his mom, Andrea, and I want to leave. And Kylie, who's on the dance team, is only only performed at the beginning of the game. So she wanted to leave as well. So we took one car and then my car and then left Cameron with the keys to his mom's car. And I'm looking up with him. I'm like, Cameron, do you have money? He's like, no, I don't need money. I'm like, Cameron, take money because he's a type 1 diabetic, right? What if your blood sugar drops and you need to get something? Yeah, right. Take the money, right? Give him the money. And when I lean up, lean you know, he leans down, takes my money, and I look underneath the bleachers, and there are these little girls, like these two little girls walking underneath the bleachers. And here we are at this, like, high school, you know, this local rival rivalry, you know, 70,000 people live in this community. There's probably a good 2,000 people there. There's volunteer firefighters with their trucks, like, bringing the opposing cheerleaders down, you know. It's like this whole thing. And here are just these two little girls 
playing underneath the bleachers in the shadow with some light coming through right and there's something more interesting about that like there was i didn't have a way to kind of capture it so you can see everything else but like whatever it is that thing is more interesting to me than taking a picture of my own son so john's more interested in little girls no 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 that's not what i said it just there was these were little kids that's not the point i understand where you're going with that that is not okay maybe maybe you're gonna go to jail for having seen something at the local y and talking about it and then admitting that you lied so you do what you want with this episode but don't call me a creep Ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.